0: Devastated? Confused? Heartbroken? So many times in life, we get thrown for a curve and don't know how to react.
1: I can tell you the first time I had sex, how was my marriage going to survive? It's it's over. I remember standing in front of the judge with my three-week-old baby, looking at my ex. I saw the look on his face, and it was complete
0: rage. Welcome to When Life Throws You a Curve. And how to make the adjustment with your host, Katie Hamilton.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to When Life Throws You A Curve and How to Make the Adjustment. I'm Katie Hamilton, and today we have a special episode. It's gonna be a little bit different. Um, we are doing a QA. I've compiled these questions both recently and over really the last couple of years. I have an ongoing notebook. It's actually become several notebooks because I'm not that organized, but I have all the notebooks and I've grabbed a few questions and although I have not talked Mr. Cash Money into officially becoming my co-host, which I'm still working on, um, because I think you all would just love him, I did talk him into asking me the questions. So he is going to be helping out today asking me questions uh hopefully he's not going to be throwing me any massive curveballs because you know I feel like this is already a a lot that's going to be coming at you but I do think it's going to be great because it will help me uh kind of allow me to expound a little bit on the information I've shared already and you know who knows I think maybe um it will make Cash a little bit more comfortable about interacting with me. More comfortable, and, uh, yes, more comfortable. Um, so, you know, we'll gain some ground and and hopefully come up with a little segment. I think, I think maybe. Um, in fact, maybe I'll share it at the end of the episode. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how he does asking me these questions.
0: I think I can handle it.
1: Do you? Yeah. All right. Well, we're about to see what you got, Cash Money.
0: I, I have experience being being on TV. That's right. I, you're yeah. a
1: weatherman. That I you was. know that was Joshua Hamilton's dream job. If he was not a baseball player, he wanted to be a weatherman. So I, I he would be very jealous of your expertise. Well,
0: I always wanted to be a, a pro athlete. So
1: well, we, you we know, could just
0: switch. If only,
1: if only, you know, we always want what we don't have, I guess,
0: Exactly.
1: but but he, he did teach me one valuable lesson during our marriage. This was something that I can genuinely say he taught me himself. I did not know this prior. He gave me this information that I still use today. He taught me to look at the radar, not just check the weather, but always check the radar. And it was very good advice.
0: Yeah, radars. It's now. It's like it's not forecasting. It's now casting. It's what's actually happening out there, and so it. Especially when you know, uh, you said that we could kind of you know we don't have to filter ourselves. So when shit hits the fan in weather, I mean, radar is very important.
1: It. It. Yeah. Oh no, we don't have to filter ourselves. No, no. we don't. I mean, I. I do feel like I do feel still like I. I'm always kind of censoring myself a little bit, but definitely shit we have determined is acceptable. So and All you right. don't and you don't you Cash do not ever have to censor censor yourself.
0: You really? Know. I'm granted that's I, I'm I don't giving you, you, you like that.
1: freedom here. See I'm telling you I'm telling you it will it's better than you might think being uh, involved in this capacity. Well it's very
0: enticing. And well uh, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Give yeah. it some thought. Give it some thought. Well, I think I think you'd find it very, very enjoyable. All
0: right. Well, you want you want me to get to asking these questions? See if I can handle it.
1: Y- yes. Let's dive in. That your I'm, I'm that your interview starts now.
0: All right. My interview <laughs> starts now. Here we go. So, question number one: uh, Is there a chance that you made up, or do you think that you could have made up in your mind that you heard from God because you were so upset, rather than actually hearing from God when you felt like he told you Josh would play baseball again?
1: Yeah, I've had I've actually gotten this question a lot. Um, I I don't think I've ever answered it. I don't think I've ever answered any of these questions. Honestly, can't even remember which ones I, in total, even grabbed. But this is a good question, and I feel like it's also it's very reasonable. It's a very reasonable question. Not only have I had people ask me, do I do I really think I heard from God? But I've also had them ask me, like, how do you know that you heard from God? And for me, there was—it's several reasons. Number one, the first way I knew it was God was because when I was praying to Him, and in that that prayer, it was really more of a vent session. I was so distraught, you know, I was trying to process everything that was happening— I was really upset because I, I actually felt, I mean, if I'm being like full disclosure, I I really felt like I had been tricked. You know, I felt like Josh kind of waited just long enough to get me to date him, to get engaged, to get married, to get pregnant, to buy this house. And then he decides to smoke crack. And then when I found out like, or have this relapse that actually no quotes necessary. It was a full on relapse. Like, you know, I started learning a whole lot about the past, you know, few years, you know, why he was actually suspended. It was a lot, there was a whole lot more to it than what he initially had shared with me. So while I was, you know, just venting to, to the Lord about all of this and asking him what to do, I didn't stop talking. Like I was just praying and talking, praying and talking. And he interrupted me, my thoughts, like, like a freight train. So number one, it was, he just cut me off. So I knew it wasn't me because I was praying and venting, you know, and I can tell you, God definitely, is one man that can handle me. You know, he loves me just as I am, which I'm very thankful for, and he loves me in spite of my venting. But he had to just cut me off and that's that was the first way that I knew it was him. The second way so it wasn't just the Uh, context in which he spoke, but it was also the content that he said. He said that Josh was going back to play. He was going to go back and play baseball. It wasn't going to be about baseball. It was going to be about this miracle that God performed in our lives and in Josh's lives, and we were going to share it with the world. By we, I definitely thought he meant Josh would be sharing it, and I would be cheering him on from a distance because the thought of me speaking on the stage to anyone ever was very horrifying, even though I had done, you know, plays and sang solos and done all manner of performances. Whenever I was on the stage, I was on the stage as a character. I was not on the stage as Katie. So to, to think that I would have ever gone on the stage, let alone do something like this or whatever, all, a lot of the stuff that I've done as Katie, that would that thought was, would have been horrifying to me. So, and, and it had to do with baseball, which is also something I'm not in my, was not in my world, not in my reality, not something I thought about. Um, so, and he also, also always speaks to us in a way that we can understand. Sometimes he speaks to me sternly, you know, or, or interrupts me like he did then, Uh, Sometimes if I'm needing comfort, he'll speak to me, you know, almost like a father or like a friend, but he kind of speaks my language. So a lot of times people will say when they talk to the Lord, they can't tell if it's their voice or if it's his voice. And that's pretty, pretty common because God does speak to us in a way that we can understand. And and it does sort of sound like us. Um, But that's so that we're able to get you know truly get what he's saying um but i definitely knew it was god or felt very 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 strongly that it was him i mean in the in those moments i knew for a fact once we fast forward this whole tape nine months later i even questioned whether or not i really heard from god and i thought you know surely like miracles were supposed to be happening And what I was experiencing was so far from anything remotely close to a miracle that, obviously, I just missed it. You know, and how I don't know why I could think that I heard from God, and then I would come back to, but no, like I, you know, you heard from God, and obviously I I did, as we, you know, know what's transpired through my life over the last fifteen or twenty years. but that's really how I knew it was him. It was how he spoke to me. He interrupted my vent session, my prayer session, like a freight train. And the the content of which he spoke, you know, baseball, sharing with the world, miracles that he was going to perform in our lives. None of those things were anything I had ever thought of, let alone had discussed or I certainly wouldn't want would would not have ever wanted to personally share. You know, I thought Josh would be sharing, but I was just so excited that it seemed like things were going to be okay and good, and we had a bright future. So, does that is that clear to you, Cash?
0: Yeah, I would I would say that's uh, you you made that very clear, and that's that's good to that's, I don't know that's a it's a good feeling, kind of knowing that you're you're on that level with God. A lot of people don't you know. They're kind of out in the world, and they they believe, but they don't really have that kind of experience.
1: One more thing about hearing God talk. When you're in a relationship with someone and how we're supposed to be in a relationship with the Lord, um, if you were married to somebody, or as Cash, who I am discovering, I think he's a pretty good dater. I think he's a pretty good person to date. Oh, thank you. Uh, he's a relationship man, like from like the little bit that I know. And we're going to like we are I'm bound and determined to de- dig deep here with him, you know, it's baby oh but, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone and certainly if you're married to them, it would be weird if you didn't talk to them for two weeks or three weeks or years. I mean, what kind of relationship is that? And it's really the same thing with the Lord, as he's shown me not only do I have to pray, but I have to shut up and and listen. And the more I spend time with him, the easier it is to recognize his voice because we have developed a relationship and I've gotten to know him and he's revealed more and more of, him, of, him, of himself to me. And the Bible says very clearly, it says, you know, if you seek me, search for me with your whole heart, you know, you'll find me. And it also says, like, he'll show us great and mighty things that we don't know. And he is a man of his word. God is definitely a man of his word. So just spending time with him, it gets easier and easier to recognize his voice. And he really does long to have that relationship with us. He doesn't want to go through weeks without hearing from us. You know, he, he created us for relationships. And we're wired, like, for love and for relationships both with him and, and with people. So anyway, that was just like a side note.
0: Yeah, it's good not to ghosting is a thing in in the dating world. It's probably not a good idea to ghost God. Uh,
1: no, it's not. But who? But you know, we don't. I don't think we. I don't think people think about it in in those in that context. But it's actually a you know.
0: Yeah, it's it's horribly rude.
1: It, yeah, and it happened. <laughs> it I mean, absurd. I did it. I did it for years. I mean, I I was a, an actual believer in Christ, and I would be witnessing to people, and I'd be like, "Don't do what I'm doing because what I'm doing is not right." But you know, but this is what I really believe. You know, and for whatever reason, I justified what I was doing, but I knew it was wrong. Um, All right. But Question. you know, God God definitely got my attention.
0: All right. Question two. Okay. You ready?
1: Yes. Yes, sir.
0: All right. Uh, ooh, this is a this is an interesting one. Uh, hopefully everyone has tuned in to the past few episodes, because they're going to need to know that epic story. So after Josh took your wedding rings while you were sleeping, because mm-hmm. he went and he, he sold them, or he, he lent them.
1: He let the somebody fridge. hold them.
0: Hold them, he yes. He pawned
1: them, basically, to a man.
0: Okay, so... Uh, He took them while you were sleeping. Mm -hmm. Did you start sleeping with them on after that incident?
1: So this is something I didn't say last week. I kind of alluded to it, but I don't think I actually said it. So I had woken up so many times in the night looking for him, you know, rolling over and seeing if he was in the bed. I did not wake up. At some point during the night, he came in the room in stealth mode and got those rings off of the nightstand and shimmed me back out of the house without waking me up. Um, I can promise you there was never another night in our entire marriage where Josh left the house or came into the house that I didn't immediately know it. Every time I heard, I, from there on out, I mean, even as a mom, you're a light sleeper. I was the lightest sleeper. I would, I heard everything. Every, every single thing. I did not always sleep with my rings on, but I hid them (laughs) for years. I did. Or at least, at least, at the very least, it was two years. I hid my rings every night. I also said last week I hid his car keys often. You know, I mean, I just did. That's what I did. I, I felt safer if they were, I mean, I had... What I thought were good hiding places but I found out that boy could find stuff oh gosh he was very 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 good at finding things but he never found my rings again I I that was a one and done situation that's good yes all
0: right
1: uh, I just I, it, I can't bl- believe he he got in the bedroom though without waking me up especially with how much I had been up maybe I was so exhausted. During that first trimester, that I once I fell asleep, you know, maybe I was out for a good hour or two. I don't know. He made it happen, though.
0: Did it just make you sleep easier going going to bed knowing that you know they were somewhere else where he couldn't easily find them? So,
1: yes, I mean it. I mean it got to the point where, uh, which we're gonna, I'm gonna share all of this because it it it's not to obviously to share his, you know shortcomings or whatever. I mean, he wrote a book about this, so I'm not like letting cat out of the bag here or anything, but, um, I mean, it was, you know, credit cards and anything of value had to be out of at least, at least, you know, from my, anything that I could keep from him, but it wasn't because I was trying to keep things from him it was out just of a, like temptation. to be mean it was like a safeguard because i i loved him and i wanted him to be well and i couldn't partner with him in helping him hurt himself but we haven't gotten into all that but it's
0: okay. it's coming all right well this one kind of plays off that okay. a little bit so that was back then let's let's fast forward to now 2020 okay are you and josh on good terms
1: Oh, goodness. I forgot. I forgot somebody asked me. Actually, I have had a few people ask me this. Um, Okay, I will say, present day, I would love to be on good terms with Josh. And in my heart, in my heart, I'm on good terms with him. Now, in... That sounds kind of strange. In reality, there are situations that are present day happening that um, prevent him from kind of being in our world. And if anyone is kind of, you know, kept up with recent situations, they'll know exactly what I'm referring to. But it's probably better that I don't speak about those things specifically. However, I can't say that we're on good terms in reality, you know, like to me, good terms would be good communication, you know, both involved in our kids activities, just like supporting one another, respecting one another. Um, I will always support him and respect him as a, a human for sure. Um, even if it has to be from a distance with a boundary up, because boundaries are very important. And I actually do a, a there is a whole boundary episode coming up. And my oldest daughter, Julia, is going to join me on that one. Um, but I will always love Josh, always, as, as a person, as the father of my kids. And I loved him the whole time I was married to him also. Not because it was always easy, but because I made a choice to love him. Now the love I have for him is obviously different than when I was married to him, but it's still love and it's still something that I choose. And I'm and you know, I know what the Bible says about love. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and it never fails. And I'm always going to believe the best about him, want the best for him, believe that he can get well and be well and be the best dad, best human, best man possible for himself and for his kids. So are we on good terms? I mean, maybe not, but I'm praying that we get to that point because I'm, I'm always going to be for him, if that makes sense. And in the meantime, while there is a boundary up, I'm still praying for him, and I would love for anybody out there that feels so compelled to also pray for him because I, I, I'm always going to believe that Josh can get well. I pray he will get well. I believe that God can work miracles. I've seen God work miracles, and it is not out of the realm of possibility because with God, all things are possible to those who believe. So that's how I feel about that.
0: All right, good to know. I mean, yeah, we certainly I'm sure everyone out there hopes that you know he gets gets to a better place in his life.
1: yeah, it's you know, I mean, I love my daughter so much, and I you know I lost my dad a year like a year and a few months ago from cancer, and I just I miss my dad every single day, and I would love for my daughters to be able to to grow up and have a, have a dad in their lives on a regular basis that you know that it is everything that they need him to be but i can assure you that even even if that's not the case that our god who is the only perfect parent he is the perfect father all the time every time he will be every single thing my kids need and he was everything that I needed in my marriage when I wasn't getting what I needed from my husband. He was, he filled in every single gap and I felt so fulfilled and so loved. Um, you know, this is a little off topic, but I think I might share it. I don't know if I should share it. Maybe next time. It's about, it's about, like, if I don't share it today, okay, I won't share it today, but will you have to remind me and I'll this is best. very important, I think, for women. Um, just know if you're not feeling like you're getting what you need from your spouse or from your parent or from your friend, God will be every single thing that you need uh, to make you feel totally fulfilled. Because you, He, like God, was my safe place during my marriage. He still is. Like I said earlier, He's the, definitely the only man that I know can handle me all the time because if I have to vent, if I have to cry, you know, he can handle it, and he loves me, and I know that he will be everything my kids need right now. And in the off chance their dad doesn't, you know, isn't able to get get well and doesn't make that choice, God's going to be what my kids need. So I, I trust God enough they're his kids ultimately anyway they're on loan to me to raise um but he loves them more than i could ever love them but i have some but you we are going to revisit that because it it is something that i've never really shared with anyone publicly ever really yeah um
0: we'll have to hit on it again
1: yeah we will so right. staging for that
0: one more question. Well, first, I mean, from the fan side of it, like I was saying, like, I'm sure everyone hopes that Josh is is doing great. I I know like for the longest time, like he was. We want like, everyone that grew up in Dallas like wanted the Rangers to be good, and Josh was a big part of the Rangers at that time with getting back to back World oh my Series. Gosh,
1: it was so fun. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. Yeah,
0: and he the home run derby that was epic. I was oh. a hu- I was playing baseball at the time in high school. It was Josh Hamilton was a, a huge uh, idol in a lot of a lot of our lives. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure everyone out there hopes that he's certainly uh, getting on the right track. But moving on, because we're, oh. we're we get we get, we're on a time a time crunch.
1: I don't like this time situation. Uh, but you can help me. You're, you're helping me get better with time management, I, yes, I, I,
0: Well, as a weatherman, I was only given like three minutes. And I always thought weather should get a whole lot more. But that's okay. neither here nor there. We're talking about Josh. Did Josh ever have another job after the job that your dad gave him when he was sweeping out homes and digging ditches and all that stuff? Um, and if so, was it? What was it? And how long uh, did he do it for before being reinstated into baseball? Of course.
1: So I, you know, I, I have no idea even when he quit sweeping out the houses. I can tell you, it didn't last long. That job did not last long, and I forgot about. Josh's other job until I read this question and he did have another job shortly after his relapse he got a phone call from one of my dad's friends asking him if he wanted to come be a surveyor a land surveyor I knew a little bit about surveying because sometimes in real estate um you know we would get we would have to get surveys of lots or tracts of land or whatever oh my gosh while I was grateful that Josh had a job, it was the freaking worst. It was the worst. It was the worst, y'all. He came home every day. He only had the job for two weeks. He only he only made it two weeks. But he came home every day with hundreds and hundreds of ticks all over him. And I I had the <laughs> pleasant pleasant opportunity to help detick him every day when he came home from work. And I mean, those little efforts were everywhere. I was like, um, I did it service with a smile, but inside I was dying. I was dying. I was like, Oh my God. You're
0: a poor, poor woman. I know.
1: It was, it was awful. I was like, how about can you just not come inside and we'll do this out there? I mean, they were in his, in his boots and his shoes, like, Oh Oh my God! Yes, he had a job. I was very grateful that he had that. Uh, that that man so graciously extended the offer, but when, when Josh chose to quit, I, I I did not argue.
0: Wait, so what was he doing again?
1: He was land surveying. He was like a surveyor, and so they would go out. They go out there with like those yellow thing, like the it's like a little camera. Almost looks like a camera. Yeah, you
0: see him on the side on a tripod, yeah, the
1: and they're taking like I guess like. Beams mm-hmm. measurements. Um, now, where he was doing the surveying in North Carolina, like to get that many ticks every single day, every single night, I have no idea. Oh, but I mean, God, it was not, not my favorite. So we have learned Josh was not uh, into manual labor, as in the sweeping of the houses and the ditch digging, not so much. Um, he was not handy, and I have now discovered that land surveying didn't set well with him either, as he only made it two weeks. I don't know if it was more of the ticks or just the actual fact that it was land surveying. Maybe he just didn't like it, but I didn't even care. I just too, he lasted two weeks on that
0: one. So a quick reminder, Why isn't Josh handy? Is it because he broke the, he broke the bed, right? Y'all broke the bed?
1: He is that how I found out he wasn't handy?
0: Well, I think you knew that he wasn't handy. I
1: knew he wasn't handy. You were
0: tell it everybody. It's like, yeah, we did we know Josh in and handy cuz we broke the bed and
1: uh, many beds, many beds cash. Every uh, I mean, uh, every bed we owned, we broke many times. Um but I knew he wasn't handy, and so that's how I knew when he, when I walked in the house and he was trying to take that plasma television off the wall. I was like, "Oh hell no!" I know what it took to get that t- TV on the wall. He participated zero in the installation, and I knew the dismantling probably wasn't going to actually happen. But if it did happen, he was going to have to carry it to his drug dealer's house. Um, but I had to, oh god, I had to get everybody back out there to put the dang thing back up on the wall. Oh, no, he's not handy. Now, our daughter, Sierra, she's actually very handy. And she's very girly, but she, my kids are all pretty well-rounded. They'll like fish and be outdoorsy, but they love fashion and makeup and all this stuff, which I think is good. I think you should be a well-rounded individual. But she has, like, a tool set, and if I need something fixed in the house, because I don't have a man around and I'm not handy and I'm not trying to be handy, I don't have an interest in that. I I have Sierra do it. She's she is handy, and I have no clue where she got it.
0: So Sierra's the man around the house.
1: She's the she's a a uh, a handy woman womanly. She's, All right. She's she can't, she can't be the man. She can't be the man around the house. But she's the, the handy woman.
0: All right, that's fair. All right. So uh, looks looks like we got another question on on, on you and Josh. Okay. And.
1: Uh, and how are we doing on time?
0: Doing on time. We got about 10 minutes, I would say.
1: Okay, and this is probably one of the last questions, right? It
0: is, yeah. We're, okay, we're so. We're getting close to the end.
1: Yeah, nailing it.
0: All right. Did Josh and you have any follow-up conversations about the baseball thing that God told you after the initial conversation when you first told him? And if so, which one of you, or how was it brought up?
1: Well, I guess eventually we did, but it was years, years later. Um, Once Josh, once I blurted that out, knowing, you know, like I had found out he had smoked crack. You know, it was just 48 hours prior. um, Because that little crack binge lasted about two days. And when I found out it was crack, you know, I was pretty mortified because I didn't know anyone. That had smoked crack ever. I, I knew people that had tried cocaine recreationally, and you know, if you didn't know that they had tried it, you wouldn't know that they had tried it because they were they had jobs and they you know it wasn't like a regular thing. I knew, I knew for me, cocaine was never going to be a thing because I, 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 there was a girl that did it in front of me once, and I didn't like the energy or like the feeling presence that she brought with her. And so I, I mean, I knew that would never be a thing for me. Um, heroin, my uncle did heroin, you know, but I didn't know anybody that smoked crack. And so when I found out he smoked crack, I just looked at him and I was like, Oh my God, I was like, you're, you're a crackhead. And, you know, I just, just said it. I mean, like, that's just what, that was like really the only thing I knew about crack. And, you know, he, he ended up telling me later that I really hurt his feelings when I called him a crackhead or suggested that he might be one. And I said, Oh, well, I, I'm so sorry. I really am so sorry. How about you don't smoke crack and I won't hurt your feelings. Um, but knowing that he had just smoked crack and I didn't put all this together, you know, after hearing from God, I was just so excited, so excited that I heard from God, you know, It didn't even really matter what God said, but it it was good news. So I just blurted it on out, and Josh just looked at me like, oh, my God, this bitch is crazy. And I I know I sounded like a lunatic. And after I said it and I saw his reaction, I started kind of realizing why that would seem so just— it was an, it, kind of like an ignorant thing to say to him. Um, so after that, I, I just carried it in my heart. I thought about it often. Um, I'm in no way comparing myself to Mary, you know, Jesus' mom. But in the Bible, when she found out she was having Jesus, it said that she she basically kept it to herself. She carried it in her heart. She didn't go and tell everyone. And that was a lesson I learned Early in my marriage, just across the board, just was to just shut up and pray. And, cause my mouth would get me in trouble. Um, I, I had to be very aware of it. And it, it didn't really matter also what I said to Josh a lot of the time. Uh, if he wanted to do what he wanted to do, it, it didn't matter and I very easily could make it worse. So I just learned to just shut up and pray. And in this situation, once I realized that it was not re- received well, i I just carried it in my heart. I thought about it often. I was excited about it internally, but he and I did not speak about it. Um, you know, as I said earlier, I, you know fast forward nine months or so down the road, I definitely questioned whether or not. Like, how could I have missed it? Like, why did I think that I heard from God? Um, You know, but I, deep down, I knew that I had. But I guess he and I really didn't talk about it until probably, let's see, that was in 2005, in 2007, 2008, I think was when we started speaking publicly around the country. Um, And... I'll, have, I'll share that story later, but we didn't talk about it until we really started actually physically, you know, talking about it together on stages in front of people.
0: All right. Interesting. So, But listen,
1: ladies, it is very crucial. I read Power of a Praying Wife, and it was an entry-level book as far as, like, Christianity maybe, but for a newlywed and a 23 year old newlywed it was very profound and i learned so much and it was so so beneficial but shut up and pray was one of the best pieces of advice i had ever been given
0: all right so we're gonna take a a a big turn okay switching gears in in the news we did this sometimes you you know switching gears we're now going to talk about this give me your what's
1: your segue that's it did you just give it to me
0: well, that's what a lot of. I give like you. If you're lazy about changing the topic and news and, and switching gears, we're going to go from talking about puppies to what's going on in the forecast. Yeah. So listen
1: to that voice. Did you guys hear that? That is that is some stellar work. It's actually Cash's voice in my intro.
0: Is it? That's it, me.
1: That's you. Oh. I was very, very surprised and impressed. I'm surprised. He's got skills. The boy has skills. I
0: got some skills. That's, that's good to know. Alright, so, switching gears. When or will you share your skin care routine, and do you have a favorite product line?
1: Oh, wow. Um, okay, I I do get asked this a lot. And actually, my skin does not look great right now. I need a facial. I need a, a facial. I need some uh, PRP, uh, which is platelet-rich plasma what but is that again say that again. it's it's called prp it's platelet-rich plasma it's where they take your blood out they spin it they get the plasma and then they you know they can put it really anywhere but they put it they'll put it in my face like through like either radio frequency or microneedling and it just makes your body make its own collagen and so it's like a natural way to maintain your youth interesting It is. It's very interesting. So I, because I've been asked this so much, and my skincare regimen is, it's involved, it's changing, and it also depends on how much energy I have on a given night. (laughs) But I'm going to have my first guest with us in early April. She is my personal esthetician, and she has just been awarded the best, uh, for 2020 estheticians in the whole Dallas, Fort Worth Metroplex. And I'm going to share my skincare regimen on that episode. And I'm going to have her on and she and I are going to talk about like her favorite products, my favorite products, her favorite, um, procedure. She's a medical esthetician. My favorite stuff. Just all of the things that I know, like, Cash is dying to hear about. So dying. that is going to be... Dying to hear about. Dying to hear about. Uh, so that's going to be early April, and I'm so excited to have her on. I haven't had any guests yet. Um, so she is first, and then uh, kind of staying along those lines, uh, but, you know, on another level... Uh, Dr. Miami who's like one of the most famous plastic surgeons in America is gonna be on the show also in April and I cannot wait to talk to him. He is so fascinating. Uh, I follow him on Snapchat He you know if y'all haven't checked him out check you know check him out. Uh, he videos his surgeries um, but I've never met him I've never had the chance to talk to him so he'll be on in April too so it's gonna be. I I have some really, really amazing guests coming up. So, you know, in the middle, in the midst of you know my sharing and all of that, and you know, maybe Cash eventually becoming my co-host or at least
0: we're getting there. We're getting
1: there. Yeah, Um, I think I'm
0: feeling more comfortable.
1: I think we're gonna have Cash's two cents. Little by two cents. Oh, that's pretty clever. Did you come up with that? Well, I cannot take credit. For that. Cash. Cash only. <laughs> Cash came up with that. Uh, I did come up with that fun little pun, though. Yeah. You know. my, my kids would be like, oh, my God, you're such a mom. That's a mom joke. It's a mom joke. I think it's very clever, folks. Um, it is, it is. You know, but Cash is very fascinating, and there's just, you know, I get asked about dating a lot. I, as I mentioned earlier, he's a very good dater, and I I need some nuggets of wisdom and I just think it's good to have a guy's perspective. So, anyway, we'll get a little, a little bit of cash at least. A
0: little bit. Of, everybody wants a little bit of cash. Just mix it. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think they do. I think, I think they do. Yeah,
0: not a bad thing to have around. Okay. So, bonus question. We're running out of time. Okay. A quick bonus question. Have you dated? Because we're talking about dating. Have you dated other than Colton? And some people, you, uh, know, you might want to look into that if you don't know. who Don't Colton is. look
1: into it. Don't. Please don't. Well,
0: We'll see, and uh, since you know the divorce, and would you want to get, ever get remarried?
1: Um, can I just answer like the last part of that—the
0: <laughs> remarried part? Or
1: you know, when I was getting divorced, I thought I would get remarried. I thought I would want to get remarried pretty soon because I knew I still had so much love in my heart to share with someone. Um. I did try to date Julia's birth dad after my divorce, but I found out very quickly I just wasn't ready, uh, and I really wanted my heart to just totally heal. The whole Colton situation, oh God, that is a that is a topic for another day. I I will delve into it at some point, but I I, I cannot. I don't have the energy for <laughs> for that today. We don't have the time. Um, but have I dated, you know, no, I really haven't. Like I, uh, no, I have not. I don't know if I'm open to it necessarily. It's not that I'm not, it's just, I would be probably a very bad girlfriend right now. Cause I have like this much extra time. And I know that if I, or spare time, I would say so that time's either going to go to a relationship or it's going to go to me. And right now I'm Choosing me, And I'm, I'm also finding out that I'm a little set in my ways. I don't know if I want to sh- live in the same house with anyone. I don't know. Like, there's a lot that I'm surprised about and concerned about and curious about. You know, and all these sweet men ask me out on Instagram, like, daily. And I'm very upfront, and I'm like, you know, thank you for the offer. It's so sweet. I'm not dating right now. Um,
0: How many do you get a day?
1: Oh... I mean, I I get at least probably, probably, there's at least, I mean, I don't check my DMs every single day, but I check them every few days, and there's at least 10 or 12 in there, at least.
0: Do you think it'll go least. up after this podcast?
1: Will, I, will it go up? up
0: after? Yeah. Well, that well, I
1: mean, if you think about it, that's like, so, like 70 people a week. I mean, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, going pretty well.
1: I don't know. I think that it might go down since I'm, I, like, saying very publicly, like, I'm not interested. But, but the thing is, is that if like, if one of these men sees me somewhere and they think I'm on a date or think that I'm with someone that I'm dating, they get very offended.
0: Well, people want what they can't have. So this might actually increase that number.
1: Even though I'm very upfront with it. Like I'm not,
0: a lot of guys don't care about that.
1: I mean, it's not even personal. It's just like, I would be a very bad girlfriend because i don't really have time for you
0: i know some guys want a bad girlfriend
1: dude you know and some girls want a bad boy i i used to be one of those girls but you know what i tell my children i was like you marry character so choose wisely wisely julia on the other hand oh her dating game is strong it's
0: is it now mm
1: mm-hmm it is very strong um, uh,
0: so what is Julia? Remind everybody what Julia.
1: Julia is my oldest daughter. She's her birthday Saturday. She'll be nineteen she, tomorrow. Yes, she she'll be nineteen tomorrow. Oh my gosh! I'm not going to be there with her. She's on the East Coast. She's modeling. Like she got booked with a third or signed with a, a third agency, and she is a model so, that does
0: well at dating.
1: That's- you know, Julia has like the best heart ever. You all are going to see her on the show. I can't wait for her episodes. They'll they'll be on. Uh, closer to Mother's Day, but she is such a a cool chick. Every mom thinks their kids are the coolest. I think all four of my kids are the freaking coolest. I'm no exception to that rule. Um,
0: Julia's pretty cool. But I, I do
1: have some, like, bomb kids. I mean, they're just—their hearts are so amazing and— you know, they are beautiful on the outside, but they're just so beautiful on the inside. And that's obviously where it counts. So I, I, I was pregnant with Julia while, like, at this point in her life. You know, I was already pregnant with her. And she, you know, I'll let her tell you her, her stories. But she is, is very different than her mother in, in that regard. And I'm so proud of her. So, cheers, Julia. Happy birthday, my love.
0: All right. Well, that, I mean, that does it for all the questions for, for now, at least.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, I have, as stated, notebooks of questions. And I love y'all's questions. Like, please keep sending them to me. Some of them are hilarious. Some of them are, like, so wild. Some are super inappropriate. And some are, are legitimately good, fascinating questions. So... If I ever, you know, just give them all the cash and let him just choose from the plethora free reign. A free reign. Uh, I you know, I better bubble cuz it's, you know, y'all keep sending him please, but yeah, that'll, that that would be an interesting show. Um but join me next week. We are going to have pretty normal podcast next week. Um, and then we're going to start having guests and, and it's, we're going to mix it up, but, uh, fingers crossed for a little segment with cash. Um, starting next week, I have high hopes and I hope you join me. Come find me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Katie Hamilton 32 on Facebook at Katie Hamilton and at one life throws you a curve 32 and on YouTube at Katie Hamilton.
0: The content provided here was supplied by a third party for display on our platform. The content is not owned or created by Real News PR. The views and opinions are those of the creator.